welcome to tune in to the latest episode of Book Birds Podcast. This week we're discussing Bridgerton. My name is Lady Kylie Hagman. My name is Lady Catherine Evenson. And my name is Lady Marissa Medine. So, Lady Whistledown's Society Papers on the 14th of May, 1813 writes, Many a woman has been ruined by a single kiss. And I think that that's definitely <laughs> applicable in this book yes. with Daphne and Simon. What do you guys think? I agree also with, like, both the book and the show. Mm-hmm. I think this line, um, like, depicts the book and the show perfectly. Yeah. Because that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it shows just, like, the, even this one line shows, like, the tension between the characters, mm-hmm. like, building up to this and, and how, like, they had this whole, um, like, fake dating kind of scenario going on and that one kiss, that one kiss that everything is building up to is what can make or break it. Yes. So what do you think about that, Kylie? Um, I totally agree and I think the whole point of Bridgerton is the tension and, like, all the time, like, is it gonna happen? Is it not gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Do they really like each other? You know, like, um, I think that this quote perfectly describes the first book. Yeah, Marissa and I, um, we watched the TV show before we read the book, um, and there, there's also a musical on it as well, which I, I haven't seen. I haven't either, yeah. I don't think any of us have seen yeah. it, but um, I think it's really interesting to see the comparison between the TV show and the book, because from my understanding, it was pretty similar. What, do you, what did you guys think? I agree. I think that, um, especially the beginning of the book and the beginning of the show, I thought it was very similar, like, speaking on uh, yeah. Simon's upbringing and mm-hmm. how he had the stutter and how mm-hmm. he was, like, not really vocal until he was, like, what, four is when yeah. he really started yeah. speaking? Well, and I know um, the we were talking, especially with After, about um, the differences between um, book to movie and, and everything like that and how the importance of changing things for artistic license or keeping them the same. Do you guys think that there was anything that was significantly changed in the TV show from the book that made an, a serious impact? You know, I'm... There were, like, certain things... Like, you know how Antony's lover in the show is not in the book at all? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, that's something that's very significant in the show, I feel like, that, like, just was not in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that makes sense, though, too, because then, you know, Antony has his own book. Yeah, he has his own standalone. Antony. So, like, um, that's something that was a little different, but... To be honest, a lot of the book is very similar to the show. I think they did a really good job yeah. with the TV show. I think by adding a more diverse um, cast yeah. made yeah. it a, like a, a great show. I just thought I it, everything about it was great. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I really came to like. Like When I was reading the book, I noticed that um, I, I believe that Simon was characterized to have like blue eyes and light mm-hmm. skin, um, from what I understand. And I, that's something that I really liked about the Netflix adaptation is the diversity among all of the characters and and the inter like racial relationships, interracial which is relationships, not something yeah. that would have been popular back in the time. Yeah. And especially like um, the diversity among the um, kind of like upper class and royalty. Mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of that were um, yeah. more diverse character, more diverse um, ethnicities and backgrounds and everything, which I thought was really cool of them to do in the adaptation. Yeah. I agree with that. I think it was really, really cool how they put Queen Charlotte and, you know, like the 
highest position of power mm-hmm. and they made her a black woman in the show and I think that that's a really powerful message and um, I I really enjoyed that about the show too. Yeah, and, and even just like, I didn't realize that um, Simon was a white man in the book. I didn't I didn't realize that because, and I I had so I've come so accustomed to the Simon from the TV show, and so I didn't realize that they had switched that. But I really like how they did that in the TV show, and how they kind of were doing this like blind casting kind of yeah. thing, and and that's something that we talked about um, in our publishing class last year about diversity and and casting um, adaptations and everything. So I yeah. thought that that was very cool. Yeah. So on a lighter note, okay, so we all have our, our own kind of um, favorite characters in the mm-hmm. show. Is there a favorite Bridgerton, like, sibling or any kind of character that you like? Because mine, and you guys have heard this all over, <laughs> is my guy Anthony, <laughs> the love of my life. I just think that he has such an interesting backstory, and I haven't read his book yet, but I'm really curious to know more about his backstory. But, like, the whole protective brother kind of thing is like it it's really it's really good for me (laughs) i also really love anthony and i read of the eight books i've read six of them so far and anthony's book is one of my absolute favorites i loved his book and so i'm really excited for the second season and so i would say anthony is definitely one of my favorites Mm -hmm. i really like colin and colin's book is my favorite okay i loved that book and then um I also, in the show, I love Eloise. Eloise's oh, she's cool. book was not my favorite one, but I really like her character in the show. She's a very cool character in the yeah. show. What about you, Marissa? Who's your favorite Bridgerton sibling or character? Um, I mean, I, I don't really have, like, an absolute favorite. I kind of like them all for their own, like, individual qualities or, like, mm-hmm. their little personalities, but I like Benedict. I think that he's... He's a good big brother. Like, mm-hmm. he always is there to support Eloise and, yeah. like, get her away when she doesn't want to be around, like, everyone else yeah. in the ton. And then I do like Anthony. I think he's a charmer. And I think, hopefully, in the season two and, like, mm-hmm. in the book, like, you know, when he finds someone to love and, like, yeah. to be with, it's for real. And, like, he doesn't push them away. Yeah. You know? I thought it was... Um, I, I really like how... I haven't read the rest of the books yet, but how each of the books kind of centers on one of the um, Bridgerton family members yeah. are one of the characters. And I th- think that's a really cool way to kind of do a deep dive and into each of the characters and see their perspective and have them, all of the characters at the same time in each of the books, I think is very cool. Because like in the first book, it's about Daphne and Simon's story, but it also has all these other characters. And then like as you go on through the series, you get the other ones. So what do you guys think about that? Um, I actually really think that's pretty cool, too. And what's amazing to me after reading um, some of the Bridgerton books is that everyone is, like, a romance story, but they're all different. Like, every single one is a different type of romance or, like, you know, it's not, like... Julia Quinn has repeated the same storyline with all the different siblings like they're all very different so every single one I get really into you know it's not uh, like repetition or anything Mm -hmm. I think that's important coming from you saying you've like read most of the books especially from your perspective since we've only read the first one yeah yeah, I'm curious to see how, like, it progresses uh, as we go on through the series, because I'm definitely planning on reading the rest yeah, of the books. I'm already good. hooked. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving on, Kylie, what would you say? Do you like, what would you like better, the book or the show? Oh, 
it's so hard. I so I originally watched the show when it released on Netflix, and I love that show <laughs> so much. It's one of my favorite shows I've ever seen, and um, I so immediately I was like, I need to read the books, you know, because I loved the show, and so I kind of. Personally, I think for the first book, I like the show the best. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the show, just the way they did it and, like, how, you know, how we were talking earlier with a diverse cast and everything, like, I think that was just so cool to see in all the period costumes. And so um, I definitely really love the show, but I the book is so similar that, I mean... Yeah, the it is. Yeah, I kind of noticed that, like, going through the book and... Because and, I had watched the show first and going through the book now, I'm like wait, like, I can see this playing yeah. out in the show. So I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's always nice to see the words come to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether that be a comic, like, like, comic book, like, Afters having a graphic novel now, mm-hmm. and we've seen the movie. Yeah. Do you think that, going off of that, do you think it would have been, the it would have taken away from the show if it was turned into a movie instead? Because I feel like if this was turned into a movie, we wouldn't get as much content or mm-hmm. as much backstory because they'd have only a certain amount of time to get through their whole story. Whereas, like, yeah. on a TV show, they had the whole season. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it deserves to be a television show. You know, it, it, there's so many... Uh, are there eight episodes in the first season, I'm pretty sure? I think so. I don't know, but the, I like that there's yeah. so much content, you mm-hmm. know? It, a movie, you know, would only be, like, two hours. But yeah. Like, yeah. And I think, like, it could kind of be that way for any kind of TV show that's yeah. been made into... Um, or any kind of book that's been made into a TV show. Yeah. I think all of the books to TV shows that I've seen, I've liked mostly better than the books to movies just because they can do a deeper dive into them. Yeah. So I think that that's um, something that's beneficial from that. And, of course, we have our favorite, one of our favorite moments <laughs> of the TV show, the I burn for you line. <laughs> so for our listeners who don't know what we're talking about, there's this um, scene in the TV show um, where Simon kind of, they had this whole enemy lovers thing going on, and Simon eventually is like, like, you know what? It's because I burn for you, and, like, I'm in love with you, pretty much. Well, and it was almost, a, it was a forced marriage as yeah. well. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, a duel, and you may die or marry her. Yeah, Yeah. so there was that, like, forced love confession almost. Mm -hmm. So what did you guys think? Because I I remember when I first (laughs) saw that, because I'm on, like, my second watch of the show right now, but when I first saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) Simon. (laughs) I love that line in that scene in the Mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. I just loved it so much, and it's just so satisfying because, you know, they've... Da- you can tell that Daphne's so sad because she does like him and she thinks that he doesn't like her and then yeah. he thinks she doesn't like him. So then when yeah, it finally comes out, yeah, it's so They good. think it's unrequited, but, but they just not. are not good at communicating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Marissa? So I like their, I love their relationship and I love that they, they admitted to each other that they love each other. Mm-hmm. But like one thing that like always like, I was just like, why? Like, I understood <laughs> Simon's reasoning for, like, not wanting to have a family yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. not wanting to get married. And, like, I understand that, like, Daphne was full-on ready to, like, let that go and be mm-hmm. like, I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, fine, I'll get married to you. We won't have kids. But she thought that he couldn't have kids. Yeah. And he did just didn't want them. Mm-hmm. And, like, just seeing, like, in the book and in the show, it was actually, like, pretty accurate from yeah. what I read, like... That he, like, she pretty much forced it on mm-hmm. him. Yeah. yeah. And, like, was, like, found out the truth because 
she was like, oh, wait, like, why is he doing this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, I was like, man, like, reading that and seeing it, like, and seeing it that it was portrayed correctly, I was just like, wow. Like, that's yeah. just like... I saw um, when the show came out that there were articles about how they thought it was important to keep that scene mm-hmm. in, even the like, when the book was written, that may not have been as big of a deal, but now, like the way that she handled that situation was not right and Mm -hmm. they thought that they should portray that in the show like to show like that's wrong like yeah she like like basically pressured him him yeah yeah i agree and in the book it said like he was like sleeping yeah so he was like barely awake when it started and then like I mean, obviously, if you're half asleep, you're not going to be conscious enough to be, like, making decisions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would have maybe been beneficial for them to talk it out first mm-hmm. instead yeah. of her just forcing it on him yeah. and, like, forcing him to possibly do something he didn't want. Yeah. I feel like something that's good about a lot of the books that we read and, and some of the ones that we've discussed here are how they um, show different relationship dynamics and the importance of like communication and the importance of um being able to have a healthy relationship with each other and i think that that's um something that not only did bridgerton show us but also with after when we were going through that yeah. as well so i really enjoyed being able to see that kind of progression throughout the book as well yeah i also love lady whistledown i think that's yes. such a clever thing mm-hmm. to add into a book that's so true. Mm-hmm. How every chapter starts, you know, like with her with a paper. words, you know, like I think that's a really mm. cool way. It kind of gives me Gossip Girl vibes. Yeah, I don't I know about you guys, yeah. but like mm-hmm. I remember even when I was watching the show, um, watching Bridgerton for the first time, I was like, oh, this is just like Gossip Girl yeah. here, <laughs> uh, but like in in a different era. So I thought that that was kind of cool um, to see how that's been portrayed as well. Um, something I wanted to ask you guys too is that. Um, how, I won't spoil who Lady Whiston is, but how did you like them revealing that at the end of the show, but then at the end of the book, they don't reveal mm-hmm. that yet. So, yeah. did you like that they revealed that in the show? Well, I... I feel like they gave you big hints. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. when I was watching with Catherine, I was like, I know who it is. <laughs> yeah. And I kept saying, like, she I was like, the whole I was like, Catherine, you, you can just tell me, like, I know I'm right. Oh, like, yeah, I know this is who it is. <laughs> but, it, like, they kind of make it obvious. Yeah. yeah. That's and, like, how would... Like, this random lady know so much information Mm -hmm. without being one close to the Bridgertons. Yeah. And I I kind of see, like, the reasoning behind them revealing who it was in the TV show rather than right away in the book. Just because with the book, like, you can either be, like, committed to it, it takes you a longer time to read it. And with the TV show, I feel like if if they didn't tell us who it was at the end of the first season, then the viewers would be like, well, this is ridiculous. And they'd be like, this is so irritating. Yeah, but in Gossip Girl, we don't know it's it's Dan right away. Yeah. It's not revealed until, like, much later. Yeah. Yeah. And fans still, like, like appreciated it. I was still hooked. I, I... but at some time, sometimes though, I'm like going through those shows, and I'm like, really, it's season five, and we still don't know. Like, and it, it's, <laughs> but it's also intriguing because I'm like, well, I have to know, so I have to keep going. When I think, like, also having Julie Andrews, yeah. the Queen of Genovia, <laughs> yes, like voicing <laughs> Lady queen. Whistledown, yeah, I thought that was amazing. That I was, was like, right when I heard her voice, notch, I was like, yeah. top notch, Queen of casting. Genovia. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what? huge yeah. props to honestly, huge props to the um, casting department of. Of the Bridgerton yeah. TV show because yeah. and I to the think, cast and, well yeah obviously to the cast because we we love all of them but like with the casting I, I think that the casting was done so well yeah, for this I TV agree. show and show well, and to Julia Quinn for writing yeah. this book yeah. like she yeah. actually did a great job with yeah. the whole series yeah of course yeah. Uh, I think that I I just really 
like want to emphasize like the the um adaptation from book to movie and like how they really put everything into the casting and and the yeah. actors did the julia did <coughs> costume department costume, yeah. costume department was top notch yeah so i just think that makeup too. everything was like so meticulous and yeah. so carefully chosen mm-hmm. that it was but like also like the they had like modern twists in it as well yeah. so like when they're doing like the slow dances and they're doing the waltzes and everything they have like modern music playing but it's just like the instrumental version yeah. i think mm-hmm. stuff like that is really cool yeah and i like I how they did that, that. Mm-hmm. so that was very cool yeah and of course this book is available on like amazon you can get it at barnes mm-hmm. and noble yeah. uh you could watch the show on netflix Yes, highly suggest that. Julia yeah. Quinn at, on Instagram yeah. and on Facebook. Or she has a website, juliaquinn.com. But I think I would recommend this to anyone, even trying to get into a period piece, because I know yeah. some yeah. readers find it hard to read stuff back in like yeah. time. I feel, but I think this is a good yeah. starter yeah. point. I feel yeah. like, and especially with the TV show, I feel like both of them are kind of a good mix of like a period piece, but also like with the modern touches yeah. that won't make you be like, oh, I'm reading... Like Victorian literature yeah. or anything like that. Um, so, which it, there, nothing against Victorian literature because I'm in a, a Victorian literature <laughs> class. Kylie and I both yeah. are, and, and we've read some pretty good stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but um, I, I just like how they kind of do like the modern twist on it too. Yeah, which is also just easier to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know reading pieces from Victorian periods are sometimes boring or like you, you know there's a romance, but it's like. It's so different yeah. reading it back then versus yeah. a modern take on it. Yeah. Yeah, so I think to wrap things up, the latest issue of Lady Whistledown Society Papers on the 19th of December, 1817, with a smile on her face, she set her quill to paper and wrote, Ah, gentle reader, this author is pleased to report. Next week, we will be discussing bookstores and the different ones, local and mm-hmm. just Indeed. in general bookstores. Yeah. And everything about that. So we are the Book Birds. My name is Marissa Medine. My name is Catherine Evenson. And my name is Kylie Hagman. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. See you next week.